What were Jesus's last words? Go out into the whole world and make disciples. This Catholic podcast will help you respond to that call and invitation from our Lord. Together, we'll learn from leaders in the new evangelization, those out there on the front lines witnessing to God's love, and discuss tips that you can implement today. So what are you waiting for? Go make disciples. Welcome, friends. We are doing another little bonus episode for you, talking about the best and worst advice we have ever received in prayer. And this can be short, but that's how advice on prayer should be. Not that it's our advice. We're just sharing the best advice we have ever received, as well as something that we didn't really find helpful. And so maybe it's something that you've heard before and you haven't yet given yourself permission to ignore it and not use it. So, Justin. I know you said a moment ago that you had your the worst it, thing uh, that you wanted to share. Are you ready with that? Yes, sir, I am. So this is the worst. I, I really think it was the worst advice I've ever received. But it, and it's kind of about prayer, but also vocation. So I had someone once tell me, and this is after I had returned to the church for full-time ministry, but I had someone tell me that I really needed to, to treat my work for the church like a job and like go there nine to five and then leave it and like live my life and just keep it as separate things. And I didn't, I didn't like it when I first heard it. And as I true, I, I didn't like it even more because when you're called to, to ministry in the church, it, I, I just have a tough time. Even, you know, I know some use it and, but the term like ministry professional, <laughs> the reason I have a little challenge with that at times is, the I have a little challenge with that sometimes, hear me out, hear me out. I know we need to be professional what we do, but ministry is ministry. And and at least for me, Dan, when I went back to work for the church, I went back because I didn't want to like have a normal job anymore. I wanted to, like in the gospel, Jesus calls us to give of ourselves totally. That's why like the tithing of 10% isn't such a clear cut rule for the New Testament because God is saying, I want your whole self. Yeah, yeah. Not just 10%. So I don't know your reactions to that, Dan. I know we might have differing opinions even on the, on a couple of those things, but you know, my only pushback here is going to be that that's not advice on prayer. I know, I know. Well, this is maybe a problem for me. Maybe I'll struggle with it. But but when I started working in the church, prayer and my work in the church became so fused together because you're praying and then you're like living in the church every day, working in it. So like sometimes it's really hard to like. That's true. Yeah, you might. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So basically, the advice you got was, "Don't pray when you get home." It was kind of like it was. It was like just treat your ministry like it's a job, and like just, just leave it there. Like don't, don't. Okay. Don't put too much much of your heart and soul into it. It's like that's why I left what I was doing. Yeah. So I'm going to, I don't have, I'm not ready with my worst advice. So I'm going to, I'm going to give the best advice that I can remember. And it's from uh, the a little book on prayer by Jacques Philippe, Time for God. And he said, God is the one who is at work in prayer, not you, period, full stop. And what I like about that is that it gives me permission to not be amazing every single time I pray or to, to feel like it, it takes away the, the emphasis on how you feel about your prayer, because the reminder is you're not doing anything. It's the Lord who's doing something. It's not and about you. The one who he's the one who brings about the good work in you, who brings you to completion, who builds virtue in you, who heals you from your sins and forgives you. And 
like our, you know, like, yeah, we bring our best self to prayer and we want to be attentive to the Lord and we fight distractions and we, you know, we don't play on our phone and that kind of thing. Um, but it's the Lord who's at work. And even the very fact that you're there, not getting distracted, all those things, that's him. It's not us. And so it, for me, it's freeing. And it, it's just an ability to, to say, all right, Lord, I am not focused right now. I want to be here and I really want to pray well and I'm giving you my best effort. But I also know that like maybe I'm overly tired because my my three-year-old woke up in the middle of the night and I only got two hours of sleep. Mm -hmm. Or maybe I'm on medication that's making me feel wonky or whatever it is. That might be outside of our control. And so mm -hmm. we give the Lord what we can and we trust that he's going to make up the difference or rather we trust that he's going to carry us all the way. I love that, Dan. Yeah, folks, Jacques Philippe is awesome. Uh, I had a friend recommend that his book, Interior Freedom, super short read. That, that's that's an awesome book. Um, all right, well, maybe I'll share my best advice. It's very simple, but to tell a little bit of, of the backstory, I was really struggling discerning my vocation at a certain point in my life. I was a young, single youth minister at a parish, so yeah, everybody thought they knew what my vocation was, right? And I was really struggling with this. And the problem was I was looking for God in signs. I was always looking for God externally. Like, where is he? Is he going to say this? And it was it was getting a little neurotic. It was bad. And this all came to a head one day, and I was so anxious that I texted a friend of mine who was a priest. He was a seminarian at the time, maybe a deacon by that point. And I, I, I just word vomited everything all over him. And so this is what going on in my head. And he said, do you ever make time to listen to God. And I heard that many times, but it was just the moment I needed it, that it, it just, boom, transcended, it went right through, cut right through, that I realized I had not really learned how to pray well. I did not know how to listen. So, you know, I started to make more time for silence. I read the book, Discernment of Spirits. Um, That's a good one by Father Gallagher. Yeah, yeah by Father Gallagher. And dude, changed my world. And then I realized that the only voice that matters is the one internally, the Holy Spirit, God, Jesus, the good shepherd, my sheep hear my voice. I know them and they follow me. Whoa, it was life changing. So that was that was the best way. It's like, just make time for silence and listen to God. Yeah, yeah, no, that, that's good. That one was really no. prayer, right, Dan? That was better than my first one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah no, that was, that was perfect. And I would say that actually, that was what helped me recognize that God was calling me to marriage because I had I had never actually asked the question, Lord, do you want me to be married, let alone oh. listen. And so it was actually giving God space by not talking and just paying like very close attention to that, like really the, your interior world. Um, and it was there that God spoke to me very clearly. Um, and I knew it was him because... I, that wasn't the answer I was expecting. I actually fully expected him to say, I'm calling you to priesthood. And that wasn't what I got. So um, mm -hmm. that's, that's really one of the reasons I'm confident that it was God. Uh, awesome. So the say that the next one of the next best pieces of advice is from a classic, a little Christian classic called The Practice of the Presence of God by Brother Lawrence. And it's probably really along the same lines as, as Jacques Philippe. And this guy just said, like, I am not that smart. I, like, I'm not that focused. I'm really not that good at anything, but I know that God's with me. And so he developed a mental habit of recognizing that Christ was present to him. And it was almost as if uh, he was opening the inner eye of his soul to see 
Jesus there with him at every moment of the day. And I think I am convinced that that is how you pray unceasingly. You walk in the presence of God or you walk recognizing the presence of God with you, that he is there and he has not abandoned you and he will always be with you. And then, you know, whether it's like a quick turn and glance at the Lord internally or a conversation with him, just an acknowledgement of his presence, relying on his help, then constant prayer becomes doable. Yeah, Micah 6, 8, right? Then he goes, and what does the Lord require of you to act justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah, your question number two. So we're going to do two good ones and one bad one. Okay, I have to do one more good one? Yeah, yeah. Okay, let me think about this. Um, you know, you know who is just revolutionary for my prayer life? He's coming up again is Saint Ignatius of Loyola, but in I mean discernment of spirits. But the second thing is I love the rules of discernment because they're so practical, folks. And oh, yeah, yeah. he just recommends a, when you're making a decision, a good old fashioned pros and cons list. God gave us these faculties of our mind, these simple things to like. Yeah, yeah. What should I do? It's like make a pros cons list. Prayerfully make a pros cons list. And so anyway, I mean, I think I just learned from St. Ignatius of Loyola. It's funny because I remember being on this young adult retreat one time and we made small group names based on the X-Men. And uh, I was a small group leader and I picked um, Professor X for St. Ignatius of Loyola. Damn, there you go. But I, I just love it how he just emphasizes that use your faculties God has given you to make decisions. God has, if, if, you know, God has given you the ability to, to sort out with a reason what's a good choice. It doesn't always have to be a, like an awe-inspiring moment. So anyway, that's, a, that's the second, my second best piece of advice. And first is silence, listen to God. Second is use what he's given you to just make sound choices. So the, and the bad advice you had was to basically like let your work be your prayer and keep work at work when you work for the church. And I understand what they mean by that, but, um, that, you know, some jobs are not nine to five and that's okay. Now you should still prioritize your primary vocation, which is holiness family. Um, so, you know, I had trouble, I had trouble treating ministry as like work. Maybe that's because I came from time in the business world. Yeah, it could be. Uh, Um, so the like thinking of your small group names and x-men yeah wolverine should be saint francis why do you think i say that just so many so many reasons i mean i think just the animal side of wolverine and saint francis why is there something else i'm missing i feel like you got something else there the stigmata some deeper deeper meaning (laughs) the stigmata Ooh. He's, like his, his, his hand is constantly pierced by his own blade, which is horrible. That's, that's good. This is kind of fun to think about. Maybe yeah. that's another episode. Um, so, all right, my the bad advice. And I would say, I don't know that anybody ever actually told me this explicitly, but it, it was something I picked up. It was just like in the, in the water um, that feelings aren't important. And yeah. what I mean by that, like... It, Again, I said earlier, like you might go into prayer and feel lousy about it. And that's like, still no, it's good prayer. It's it's time you gave to the Lord. And it's not that you're, so that I think what we're trying to say when we say feelings are important is that feelings don't determine whether or not your prayer was fruitful. Feelings are the content of your conversation with the Lord. And you bring those to him because we are embodied spirits. And we're not, we are not a ghost in the machine. We don't have the separate 
thing that's the soul and that just has its own perfect operations like we are a unity and like when the human rather humanity humans are the perfect uh you could say marriage of spirit and matter and that means that we have emotions we have affect we change we have temperament and that's okay god made us like that and he speaks to us that way that's one of the basics of ignatian discernment is that like how do you know when the lord is moving within you to move you towards a certain thing it's based on the the absence or the presence of peace in your heart in your you know you're in your interior room whatever that is you want to say heart of hearts your gut your stomach your intuition where like where that where you can't uproot that sense of of like a you know a little bit of a lack of peace or that deep consolation that deep rest of knowing like this is the right thing um, that's how the lord speaks to us and mm -hmm. when we when we pay attention to that then prayer becomes very rich and very fruitful and so mm -hmm. i actually say like pay attention to your feelings feelings matter a lot and bring them to the lord mm -hmm. to talk about them and it's not it is really not in line with the spiritual tradition of our church to discount feelings. Now they don't dictate the quality of your prayer, right. but absolutely pay attention to them. No, it's funny how, as we, on um, this conversation, we just keep pointing back to St. Ignatius of Loyola. I mean, the gifts that he gave the church and discernment and, you know, he's very big on that. But if, if you are, uh, if you are living the moral life, if you're in a, um, if you are in a state of grace, then good decisions come with peace, and the pricking is is temptation. If you're going the opposite way, then you know don't follow what feels good. But if you're living in a state of grace, if you're yep. free from mortal sin, follow the peace because that's the voice of our Lord. Indeed, yeah. All right, there you go, folks. We each gave you two good ones and one bad one, so we hope that that helps your prayer life. Um, we highly recommend reading. Uh, Time for God by Jacques Philippe, The Practice of the Presence of God by Brother Lawrence. And um, you can either discern spirits. Gallagher. Yeah, yeah. Anything by Father Gallagher, Discernment of Spirits and the Examined Prayer are both great. Examined Prayer is probably a little bit easier to get started in. And then you can jump right into Discernment of Spirits after that. Amen. So, all right. God bless you, friends. Have a great day. Mm -hmm.